0: We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be.
1: Luciano.
0: My feet are the Sofia Vergara of the feet world.
1: And Michael Lucas.
2: Go, objection, Your Honour! I can't handle this paper detritus everywhere. Can we at least get some neat piles?
1: This is emsulation.
2: If I sent you a picture of what I was wearing, it would give you nothing. You'd just be like... <laughs> so it's a cheese day. I just... know
1: <laughs> You're in insulation.
2: Well
0: hello there and welcome to M Salation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and together with my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter, podcaster, actor and Loki award winner, Mr Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every week. Hello, hello, welcome. Since we last spoke, the photo shoot has gone down at my house. If you are not up to speed. Last week I did speak about the abject panic I went into after I agreed to allow Kip & Co, my favourite homewares brand, to come and shoot at my house. Uh, I left cleaning to the last minute, but as the girls from Kip & Co were arriving, I was getting out of the shower. I forgot that I was going to be in the photos as well, so I... (laughs) I don't really have much makeup on, but we decided, fine, natural look. She's at home. She's pottering around. She's an urban farmer in her Crocs. That's right. The Crocs are in the photo shoot. Speaking of, Michael and I delve deeply into my backflip. That's what it is. It's my wishy-washy, controversial, (laughs) hypocritical backflip on Crocs. But you'll hear that coming up in the episode. The shoot was great. I was walking around. I was an absolute nightmare. Full credit to the girls from Kip and Co., They were setting up shots. I came in. I was giving unsolicited advice. I was pulling props from the roof. I was, like, stopping things mid-shoot because a corner of a sheet was incorrect. And there's a whole new vibe. I don't know if you've noticed when they're doing interior shoots. Long gone are the days of perfect hospital corners and symmetrical pillows with matching pillow slips. Now it's more this, like, haphazard, oh, look at my lovely linen doona cover that I've just got out of bed and just thrown the cover back and where it lands, it lands. You know, it looks like this beautiful, rumpled, yummy, coffee-smelling, luxurious, linen, pastel wonderland that the bed just somehow was made by woodland creatures and this is how it's fallen. And I watched how much work. Goes into that vibe. It's kind of like akin to like when a woman does a natural makeup look that actually ends up taking longer than if you just set the makeup gun to whore. That is a Simpsons reference. I think is probably problematic though. Do you remember when Marge? Yeah,
2: we'll put it in. That's why I invented this revolutionary makeup gun. It's for the woman who only has four fifths of a second to get ready. Close your eyes, Marge. And now you're ready for a night on the town. Homer, you've got it
0: set on whore. (laughs) (laughs) Elio makes a cameo this episode. I know you love it. We talk about, you know we had to. You know it was our duty to you. The Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial. (laughs) That's a sentence that seems ridiculous but then totally on brand for her. We also discuss Elio's lunchbox for kinder. It's been great cause of concern for me. I'm finally on the other side of it, but I did notice a woman being praised online for an honest picture of her child's lunchbox and then I kind of wondered what would happen if those of us who are parents to kids on the spectrum actually told the truth about what our kids' lunchboxes look like. Oftentimes it's one colour, extremely specific and um, quite frankly challenging. (laughs) So we talk about that also Thank you so much for being here. The photos are going to be out uh, in a couple of weeks, the girls said. So all's well that ends well. I really enjoyed myself, honestly. I did offer to follow them around as an assistant to the rest of the shoots they had for that day. They declined. They said, no, 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 we, poss- we couldn't possibly. <laughs> uh, what else have I got to tell you? That's it. Oh, I think a couple of explainers. I mentioned that I'm going to see Gina Davis, not Gina Riley, because that's different and not definitely not Gina Reinhardt. Gina Davis She's going to be in town. There is a new exhibition happening at Acme. It's entitled Goddess. She is speaking and my friend Santilla has invited me and we're going along. But we kind of do a side quest and I I assumed that you were all friends and you knew this information about me, just in case you were a little bit confused. (laughs) You'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Em's going to an exhibition. Gina Davis is at the opening. That's why she's speaking about this. I just didn't want you to feel confused. I know some of you have been having problems accessing the episode, so hopefully you're hearing this. That is... A pointless comment because if you're not accessing the episode you will not be hearing this <laughs> at any rate thank you for being here i hope you enjoy this installation and um play the music <laughs>
1: Marciano and Michael Lucas, this is Em
0: Michael Lucas, welcome. Look, we'll get to the hottest topic. Oh, you can say hello. Hello and thank you. What were you saying about our outfits today? Got I a new was backdrop, saying... two new backdrops. stunning.
2: New backdrop, yeah. beautiful purple shade that completely offsets M's glowing skin. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I was saying that if... There was a costume designer or a stylist that dressed us every week. Uh, you you wouldn't, you'd never know it to look at me, but I do this myself. <laughs> but if there what? was on this particular occasion, I would say that they were deeply unoriginal and stereotypical because M is in a Ferrari red jacket and T-shirt. Like... Scuderia
0: Ferrari. Okay. Make that distinction.
2: I don't. I'm not going to repeat it because I think Scuderia that. Scuderia be...
0: means stable. Okay. And obviously, what is the symbol of Ferrari? Okay. A dancing horse.
2: It's a dancing horse. So it's
0: stable Ferrari. Yeah. That's the name of the F1 team. Okay. It's the Jet Grand Prix this weekend. I yeah. don't know if you're aware.
2: Barely. I'm not that aware. Anyway, Continue. the point is that it's like they've gone, oh, she's the Italian one. She's a letter. What, 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 let's put her in just Ferrari, Ferrari red. And with me, I'm in a share. <laughs> He's t-shirt. the gay one. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's a bright pink. And blue, and sort we of got n- it at the show. It's we merch. Did it's very happy memories. That
0: concert still, that magnificent bitch did eighteen costume changes in the so first many. set.
2: A nary a note sung live the whole night, but the costume changes. But was
0: there a bedazzled elephant made up of hard-bodied young men?
2: Yes. And just her flagrant disregard for any concerns with cultural appropriation <laughs> was—it was so offensive it actually became sort of impressive after a while. She was coming out. And no culture was safe. No. Oh, that's right. No culture was left one unoffended. One she was Egyptian, <laughs> next she was Hindu. I mean, Native American Indian, which I think she might be partially, so that's okay. She gets a pass on that one. I think she's Arminian. I think she's... Oh, look, she's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I want to say Cher is Arminian, but perhaps she's incredible, still going out with that younger oh, man. I know. I'm living for them. Yeah. I'm loving, I'm living. So there's a very controversial topic rolling around at the moment that we need to address immediately.
2: Is that breaking news? Yeah. Is that what that is? Well, wow, that's going for really long. Um,
0: okay. <laughs> I didn't think it would go that long. In a controversial move, uh, I have decided to embrace Crocs. Yep. Yep. I confess to everybody that I became crop curious about a year ago. Mm. A very cool human that I follow and I would call um, someone I'm friendly with, not close nor friends with.
2: How intriguing. Flex
0: mummy. <laughs> Flex is her name. Okay. She's an incredible broadcaster and like activist, and she's just really cool. Yeah, and she started wearing Crocs, and yeah. I'm like, well, if Flex says it's okay, so yes, the Croc curiosity began 12 months ago. Mm. And then I saw a girl on TikTok who was a white witch and she was really amazing and super rad and she talked about how she got her black platform crocs and bedazzled them with pearls and studs and skulls and spiders and they looked really great. So I went and I bought myself a
2: pair. Yeah.
0: And I do not regret it.
2: Well, uh, clearly, (laughs) having not let us through all the stages of your transition... (laughs) For those of us like me, Mm -hmm. we just remember Mm -hmm. that there are a few stances, political or emotional or otherwise, that have felt more solid than M's anti-croc stance, which had been maintained for years.
0: In my bio at one point, it said uh, literally singer, actor, whatever, not an actor, singer, all the things, and the only other comment underneath was, I believe crocs are a blight on humanity.
2: Yeah, uh, there are very few things in this topsy-turvy world that you can plant your flag in and think I can depend True. on that and you fucking hating Crocs <laughs> was up there. Yeah. I mean, it was basically on the level of the world is round. <laughs> a year is 365 days. Em Rossiano hates fucking Crocs. hates Crocs. Oh, what a backflip. And judges. judge, no, It's <laughs> dripping in judgement.
0: Yes. But now I have lower back issues and I can whack these puppies on. With n- nary a bend, not a crack. Nothing. I can do it looking the other way. And all of a sudden they're on my feet. Look at There's that. ventilation. I have thick hobbit toes. I don't know if you see My toes could, could like, I could... Dro- no, don't look at them. Oh, no, don't... I've got 4.5. They're badly painted. James, don't look at them. But I am 4.5 on wiki feet. Don't forget. I, I'm i considered a very... I'm considered to have extremely sexy... My feet are the Sophia Vergara of the feet world. Really? Not right so now. So w-
2: why cover them?
0: Because... No, I'm, the reason I'm covering them is because I'm not giving them away for free.
2: Oh. Pay for those babies.
0: I'm going to start only Stay
2: tuned, everyone, for M's pants. But the thing feet. is,
0: I do have thick, nuggety toes and the ventilation. And all of my socks get holes in them because my toes are always just trying to break free to live their best lives. Mm. And so within a crock, there's a ventilation from the side and the top. So my toes are always feeling great. Mm. And I have a weird thing with socks because I'm neurodivergent. Don't like socks. Okay. I often get around in shoes without socks on it and it drives my children <sighs> wild
2: you're pulling out some big you know your lower back issue, yeah. issues your neurodivergence yeah. your heat issues all yeah. of this is impressive i'm still saying the most compelling factor is when you realize you could apply craft to crocs. correct i still think that was probably the biggest tipping point the thing that pushed me over was the, that i realized i could you can
0: separately buy accessories so
2: the, oh okay so is that a, so that chain that beautiful gold I got for those who can't see oh okay but it is actually designed for crocs crocs
0: Yes, they're
2: called giblets,
0: Gibbets. Gibbets. Wow. Giblet, giblets, giblets.
2: Yeah. Giblets. But I understand people's shock. I felt it myself. Yeah. I really did. It was. It was like. It was just that sort of queasy, upside down feeling. It was like when Renee Zellweger came to that red carpet, and all of a sudden she had a different face. That's what it was like. Just the shock of I didn't expect this from you.
0: Do you know what? Do you know what has amazed me most? People think I give a fuck what they think about my decision to wear Crocs, like, honestly. There are a few things in this life that I'm not conscious about and my fashion sense... Like, Mm. I have my own style and the Red Hot Chili Peppers of fashion, right? Um, I've maintained my style for most of my adult life. You know what you're getting when you order M. Siano fashion off the menu. She's going to come as herself with a sprinkling and homage and nod to whatever's in that season. Mm. But pretty much there'll be some leopard print. There'll be a sparkle. There'll be some gold. There'll be a street element to it. I like to mix rough and pretty. I like Mm. to be like, think about concrete and velvet together. That's how I like to dress. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. So you coming for me for my foot choices, like there's been whole discussion groups on our Facebook page about it, that it's a mistake. I just don't care. With all due respect, Your Honour, I don't <laughs> give a fuck.
2: <laughs> well, look, I think that's healthy. That's Thanks. good. But I just want to acknowledge people's sure. confusion. Sure. Maybe even their distress. Sure. Hey,
0: before we move to anything relevant, I just want to point out, I saw a picture online yesterday of a woman being praised for a photo of her child's honest lunchbox and this mum had taken a picture because at the moment we're in this craze of Bento boxes with, you know, lunchboxes with a ton of little segments and hand-making these amazing lunches for children with smiley face sushi mm, rolls mm. and beautiful cut-up dragon fruit and, like, they look like works of art. This mm. is the thing. And this woman just put up a picture of a sad little lunchbox and it had a cut sandwich, a pear and some, like, chips in it. And Basically every,
2: what we had every day of the eighties. Oh, I wish. I, that's what, all oh, that lunch box right. was all yeah, I wanted.
0: Yeah. I had like I had the Preston market in my yeah, lunchbox.
2: But that. I mean in retrospect, now amazing. I'm,
0: oh yeah, now amazing. Mm. But back then I just wanted a Vegemite sandwich, twisties and a prima.
2: Oh, prima. <laughs> And sometimes... Primers are surely gone now, aren't they? With oh, I mean, all gone. that sugar. Yeah. Sometimes
0: the Aussie kids, the, um, the proper Aussie kids, the Anglo Aussies, they had like a sunny boy that their mum had wrapped in a tea towel frozen and it would be just the right level of consistency to eat at Little Play.
2: My mum never attempted that. My mum was pretty healthy. She so, made some errors though. She once <laughs> thought she gave me a hard boiled like egg. it was not hard boiled.
0: <laughs> you know my- dad was so healthy. Every week at Little Athletics, I would win a McDonald's Achievement Award.
2: Yeah, my mum had a fatwa against McDonald's, and but eventually someone had a birthday party there, so I had to go. She couldn't stop it unless she really just socially <laughs> blew me away. But full credit to her because I went there and I ordered a Big Mac, yeah. went to the, went straight to the top. That's what she'd do, and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I like the chips, of yeah. course, and I like the Sunday, but I just could not do the Big Mac. So it worked. Yeah. It worked. And it was, she really put in the effort. Same,
0: same. But, I mean, my mum would watch me and make me march over to a person and give it to them mm-hmm. and watch the child's face as they walked, making sure I disposed of the offending voucher because you got a free meal. Yeah. I never cashed in those little laths, have you? I'm fine.
2: Oh, look at that. And you've become a serial overachiever.
0: True. Thank God. <laughs> that was my travesty in life. But, anyway, I saw this picture And everyone was praising it. Oh, this is so great. This is an honest picture of la, la, la. And I'm like, oh, my God, if the parents of autistic kids, if I posted Elio's lunchbox from kindergarten, I had to find special stickers that said this lunchbox has been packed with love for a child on the spectrum because Elio's lunchbox just consists of five different varieties of gluten-free chips. (laughs) (laughs) if I could put a pear do you know what I did the other day I stupidly I put in some sultanas covered in white yogurt because he only eats white food and I thought I've gained the system here I've gained the system He, as soon as I rocked up a kinder the first thing he did is he opened his lunchbox in front of everyone and he said how dare you. Oh. How dare you? Then we went to the supermarket and he started stopping random strangers to tell them that I'd put sultanas <laughs> in his lunch. Strangers. He was outraged.
2: <laughs> so I'm
0: looking at everyone, I'm going, so many autistic kids have these food aversions where they will only eat, you know, like six grapes and one type. I have to cut honey sandwiches into love hearts and I have to do two, but they can't be touching. So there's all these things that have to happen wow. in Elio's lunchbox. And if I put it, people would think like, with, there'd be welfare checks. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just wanted, I, when I was looking at this, reading all the comments about how, oh, this is great, this makes me feel better about my kids' lunch. I'm
2: like, mm. oh, my God. That actually, this does actually make me want to see a poster of yours. We should never <laughs> The post- heart-shaped honey sandwiches do sound amazing.
0: And I can't put, so the lunchbox only fits a certain amount of containers and I can only put in... I can't put a container that makes it in a regular shape, or it just doesn't cut it. Oh, so I have to really choose God. which container is going to house what, and if they will all fit in like a game of Tetris. Yeah. And forget fruit. leo will tell anyone. Uh, we could what call him. What about white now.
2: fruit? Like a like Mm-mm. a nothing? No. I, see, I thought pear might be okay. Fruit
0: is inconsistent. Fruit lets you down. You never know what you're getting. There's so many variations. A cracker.
2: Yep. Same every time. Solid, dependable. Yeah. yeah.
0: Elio literally says, I don't do fruit. I
2: don't do vegetables.
0: He says those two sentences. Wow. So, yeah, I just, yeah, this woman, I don't think she's that brave. I think she was showing off, quite (laughs) frankly. (laughs) All right, let's get to something that is, if you said to me, one week I'd be talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's anus Mm. and then the next I'd be talking about her possibly causing a brain injury... To Mm. an optometrist on the ski slopes. Mm. I would have perhaps, maybe actually I would have believed you. (laughs) (laughs) In the most first world, richy rich, affluent trial to ever grip the nation, the world. Gwyneth Paltrow is um, currently in court. In Utah, is that correct?
2: Yes, that is correct.
0: Because of a skiing incident that took place, get ready, in 2016.
2: That's right. There's been a pandemic. They did attempt to settle it over the pandemic via yeah. Zoom and it failed. And
0: Yeah, which was weird because initially Terry, the optometrist that was involved in the accident, mm. he wanted
2: $3 million in damages mm.
0: and then... Dropped it. To 300000
2: Yeah. Fair drop. Fair drop, and sort of within the realms that you would think of someone of Ms. Peltro's means might just think, you know what? I don't think this is fair, but I'm just going to pay it to avoid all the press. But no,
0: she'd be able to find that in her fucking Turkish spa in coins. <laughs> it would have fallen out of her yoga pants. She would have got in there in their Lululemon's, and that kind of chump change would have fallen out in the infrared sauna.
2: That's right. Literally, could have you just can't shook get it down. track of change in the infrared <laughs> sauna. Not when you're dry brushing.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, three hundred thousand dollars she would make. Like, what, what is that? Ten vagina candles.
2: I think so. I think so. <laughs> Not much yeah, has massive turnover. Yeah. Not to mention you get paid a pretty penny to be in a Marvel movie. Yeah. I mean come I on. can't believe she didn't settle. Well, I mean, I guess she just feels like if I let this... this go, then But I mean this in is In what world is this gonna play?
0: Innocent.
2: In what even if she is innocent, in what world did she think anyone was going to be Feel sympathy. I think we've well canvassed that there's a little chasm between how she thinks things are going to play. <laughs> but I would, I would, of course, I saw the images of her in the courtroom.
0: Oh, Vogue have already done like a twelve-page deconstruction of the choices of the clothing.
2: Yeah, well, but also it's more that it's it's also the demeanour that she carries. Like I would have felt as an Oscar-winning actress, literally. Yes. Then she would carry a very humble, patient, full care for him. But I just want to like sort out the truth or whatever. But I would say that her at times when she's listening, resting bitch face, is absolutely next level. Oh, she has no poker face. None. Any
0: time that Terry says something she disagrees with,
2: yeah, I know. She's like, honestly, she is incredible. She is wild. I'm abs- There's every time I look at it. I've watched this so much. Can I just say, uh, Adrian and I sat there on the weekend, and I realized. I realise that I have always loved courtroom proceedings and I can watch them for a really long time but normally they're quite stressful because they feel like there's something... If, like if there's someone dead or something like that. Yeah. Initially, until I felt the full scale of this man's injuries, initially I think what was enjoyable about this was it felt really low stakes yeah. initially. Yeah. But the further they've got into where he's at in life, it's feeling less so. But it was just incredible to see this parade of characters and for me Gwyneth is the number one most compelling character but the number two. Kristen. Oh my god.
0: Kristen yeah. Van Ormen who is I mean let's just let's just give you some of Kristen's greatest hits we'll pop them in.
3: You were wearing goggles a helmet. Yes. Okay kind of looked like everybody else on the slope. Probably had a better ski outfit though I bet. <laughs> May I ask how tall you are? I have to wear four inch heels just to make it to five five. Well, so. They're very nice. Well, oh, Thank you. And you're not trained in accident reconstruction. Neither am I. You're small but mighty. Actually, you're not that small. Are you good friends with Taylor Swift? No. You've never given Miss Swift personal, um, intimate gifts for Christmas.
0: Now, her obsession with the Gwyneth-Taylor Swift relationship was just, like, I couldn't get over
2: it. I know. I I want to say that I also do respect it. (laughs) And one only, if if the only chance you get to ask Gwyneth about how her relationship with Taylor Swift is when you're prosecuting her, you take that chance. You take it for the rest of us. But I, do you think that her genial buttering up of Gwyneth, cracking jokes about how stylish she is, how tall she is and everything like that, do you think it's a strategy or she just can't help herself or a mixture of the two?
0: I feel like it's an absolute strategy. And I also think she knows that this trial is possibly her ticket to a reality TV show. Absolutely. I just feel like she's really going in, she's picked her character. This is all extremely calculated. Mm. She knows the the questioning about the shoes. It feels like she also wants to become a gay icon well on the way. Mm,
2: well on the way. But
0: the thing that's really bothered me is two things. Gwyneth's lawyer just doesn't really it feels like he's embarrassed to be there. Like he just wants this done and dusted. And secondly, the courtroom is a fucking schmuzzle. Mm. That does not look like anything I saw in L.A. law. Or suits. But I just feel like if you're going to be going out to the world, mm. you'd pop some papers away. It's <laughs> it's just, it looks like a, the, the tables that they have Gwyneth sitting that like she doesn't touch them. I don't know if you've noticed, but Gwyneth hovers. There is no touching of surfaces from her in this courtroom.
2: (laughs) I love it that if you were in that courtroom, you could stand and go, objection, Your Honour! I can't handle this paper, detritus everywhere. Can we at least get some neat piles? I will bring some in trays if it helps.
0: Why is there brown laminettes everywhere? Was this designed in the 70s? Have we had an upgrade yet? What's going on? (laughs) I would have sent in an interiors team. Mm -hmm. I mean, if this is my moment in the sun... Mm. I don't know. It has just become... So some of the claims... And the kids' injuries aren't... They're not great. I mean, obviously. And and this isn't diminishing the fact that this man acquired a a brain injury. And it's still kind of... There's
2: some dispute about... Who crashed into who. I just remember everything was great, and then I heard something I've never heard at a ski
1: resort, and that was a blood-curdling scream. Just, I can't do it. It was... And then, boom.
0: So we're expecting closing arguments sometime this week Mm -hmm. and a deliberation, Mm. but it is just... I feel like, in your opinion, is this better PR than the rectal ozone bone broth scenario? Like, if you had to pick, would it be ski trial or bum gas slash bone broth if you were her PR team? It's a tight
2: race. I... I feel like they are both in completely different ways so spectacularly on brand (laughs) that Gwyneth has become such a vivid character in our culture and both of them have reinforced... It's like fan fiction at this point. Saturday
0: Night... Live don't need to redo this. They just need to play the best ofs.
2: I'm we have been clicking on Saturday Night Live, just waiting, just waiting. Come on, this is this is a given. Oh, the lawyer. The only disappointing factor, I think, the only thing that's off-brand, as you say, is her lawyer, who who is not. When you hear Gwyneth Paltrow has paid for the best in the business, you want someone to come in. Like their suits need to be amazing. Everything he says yeah. needs to feel scripted. He's he's sort of stuttery, looks a bit bored. And also, weirdly, I think he objects too much. I'm sick of it. But not loudly
0: enough. It's and like also he's, it's he's like overruled
2: he's... all the time. Like it's just it's just an, he's just got annoying now.
0: But you know what you know what's most annoying? If you're gonna object, I object Yeah. He just goes, Is your shirt? Yeah. Is your shirt? Is your shirt? I'm like, speak up, my yeah. friend. Like, I have learned in all the Law and Orders and all the TV shows I've watched courtroom dramas, mm. you, like, you stand up, I object. Mm. You enunciate. You're mm. objecting, sir. It mm. looks like they resurrected Phil
2: Donahue. He it, it does have that vibe. And exactly. He's still dead. Exactly. And let's face it, Weekend we wanted Bendis. Oprah. That's what we wanted. That's 100%. what we deserve. That's what Goop deserves. A million... Tr-
0: As if Goop doesn't have... I wanted a team. Totally. But here was my thought. She's suing him for $1 plus... Her legal fees. Yeah. So has she hired a cheap lawyer, so he doesn't have to pay too much if he loses? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I. Because her legal I, fees for this would be 300000 would I be three hundred thousand. Th-
2: th- I think that's a valid concern, but I feel like your determination to win would probably outstrip that. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think's gonna? What's your call? Who's gonna? Who's gonna take out the case? Who's gonna? Is she gonna be acquitted or is she gonna? I think she'll be acquitted. You do? I
0: do. I think ultimately I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either and honestly that is... I hope he's is, okay. Me too. I, I'm, I'm, my concern genuinely is for Terry and I imagine this is... I mean, this has been going for a long time and perhaps this has been his singular focus for a And this would make a hell of a movie. You know, one man's no, eight year... It's like Aaron Brockovich but in reverse for Rich... People who ski. It but really it's would. like I
2: can feel the Ryan Murphy Limited series that's already happening. Yeah, and if Sarah he's... Paul said, Oh, I don't know whether I want to play Gwyneth or whether I want her to play the lawyer.
3: <laughs> i, if, if I
2: we... both.
0: i take both. <laughs> he's just had this single focus for eight mm. years. Nine. like there's pictures of Gwyneth up. You know, like he's it's just all he thinks about. He's just and finally he's had his moment in court and it's not going great. He can't he can't even do wine tastings
2: anymore. That, that is one of the things he suffered, but also famously when Gwyneth, when they were asking for the cost for her, she said, well, I lost half a day of skiing. Oh
0: mate, I know that the environment is bad, but have you ever lost (laughs) half a day (laughs) of (laughs) skiing?
2: I have not. I've never been skiing. (laughs) Oh, poor you. Poor me. Oh God. I have. It's cold and wet. Is it? It does look fun.
0: The fun part is the lodge after. Where you're like yeah, I
2: could get into that.
0: Drink mulled wine, but I can drink mulled wine at home. I don't have to go through the skiing part.
1: M Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is, 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 is M right.
0: It's just been a week where we obviously needed a break from the heavy stuff, and the internet's been in a good mood.
2: <laughs> the heavy <laughs> stuff being Gwyneth's anus, ozone upper <laughs> clacker, yeah. <laughs> She didn't do clacker. She did. Sorry. I know. Sorry. Fake news. Yeah. She uh, steams the clacker. Very important well, you, distinction.
0: You never know which way the internet's going to go with things either. Because the next news item we want to discuss could have gone either way, mm. couldn't it? We speak of Romy Ford mm. Coppola. Is that is her last name Ford Coppola?
2: I don't know. Sophia I want Ford to Coppola's be. daughter. Yeah.
0: She's so, 16.
2: I think she's just Sophia Coppola.
0: Not Ford? I don't think so. Sophia Coppola.
2: Yeah. Why did I put Ford in? Because of Francis. Yes, Francis Ford Coppola is her father. Okay. I spent all of my youth saying Coppola. <laughs> you, as an Italian, probably.
0: <laughs> Coppola. Understood. As yeah. Lady Gaga and Barbara would say. <laughs>
2: Francis Ford Coppola. Francis. <laughs> and a lot of German for Lopez's family, weirdly. It's but anyway. Pro- it's probably
0: Francesco, if we're being
2: honest. So we just, just should set up. You set it up. You is, set it up. He is, of course the renowned director of the Godfather mm-hmm. trilogy, mm-hmm. amongst other classics mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Apocalypse Now. She's his daughter, Nepo Baby, yes, but incredibly successful. She's, she won an Oscar for Lost in Translation, a movie which I feel like maybe hasn't aged that well if we went back to watch it because Bill Murray, a bit problematic now, also people making lots of jokes about Japanese culture, probably also not so good. I haven't watched it in a while.
0: Can I just say, I called Bill Murray being problematic after Ghostbusters 1 came out. Back when I, you
2: still were against Crocs. They hadn't uh, even been invented.
0: Cracked. I have been, I have said, and Ben Wosley can attest to this, even when we're in Breakfast Radio and everyone's going about Birdman and, was it Birdman? No, that's Michael Keaton.
2: Yeah, that's right. What was the
0: other thing? that I get those two mixed up, same, same.
2: What's he done recently? What's
0: Bill, what did Bill Murray do that he got a lot of acclaim for? Well, Lost in Translation. All right, but, yeah. maybe it was that. Anyway, I just remember saying, that man, stuff's going to come out. There's that, that man is problematic. That man is problematic. Sure enough, who was right? Fucking me.
2: Yeah. Anyway, Gina Davis has come public saying, I've seen "Who? I, yeah, I know. Seeing Gina Davis and it's she's all there night. together. Side track. Don't wear Crocs.
0: Oh no. no. The theme is goddess. Okay. I've good. got to dress as a goddess. Okay. I'm going as sure. Santilla, yeah. and um, she's already sent me what she's wearing. It's amazing, and it's great when someone sends you the outfit they're wearing to an event. It really, it's good. It kind of, it, it pictures you. It sets a tone.
2: You got something to jump off. Did, did she just take a picture of the outfit, or was she wearing it in the picture? No,
0: no. She just took a picture of it. Okay. It's got, a, it's an amazing fluffy hat and like structured. Geometric dress with white platform. She's going to look incredible. Mm. So I'm meeting Gina Davis. That would
2: be such an effective way to just prep you for any occasion, really. But I think even beyond the outfit, it would just be sort of like, what, what version of me is required? Oh, great. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. This is what it's going to be. It's
0: all right. Just let's let's totally take advantage of my deep psychological trauma and having to be a chameleon in every social situation, <laughs> and really just losing touch of who right. I actually am underneath all the masks I've been forced to put on. But okay, yes.
2: but the one relationship where it'd be unhelpful is with me. If I <laughs> sent you a picture of what I was wearing, it would give you nothing. You'd just be like, <laughs> "So I, it's a Tuesday." I I just know I I need to correct this.
0: So we're going to what? I don't know, Bunnings? (laughs) So I'm meeting Gina Davis, but I won't ask her about Bill Murray. I feel like that would be a downer on the conversation. I I don't think so. But But anyway. Walking back, Bill Murray problematic, walking back.
2: Sofia Coppola, so she, yes, she directed that and then she also, she won at Cannes for The Beguiled. She's also made a string of Mm. movies that not many people saw. But anyway. Yes, that was terrific
0: on me. That that just came, that came from a place, it must have replaced the area where I was hating Crocs. Slimming in that part of my brain, slipped out. Yeah. It's loosened it. Wow. Yes. Um, (laughs) and she's married
2: Mm -hmm. the, uh, lead singer of Phoenix. Yes. It's French, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. He is French. So they're a bit of a power couple Mm. and they're cool. Very cool. So cool. Yeah. She would wear Crocs. So much cred. He's got Grammys, she's got Oscars. Yeah. Oscar. Lying around the house. That's right. Mm. And they have daughters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of them was grounded. Yes. Let's have a listen to
0: Romy. We're going to say Coppola, but I think her last name is taken from the father, but it doesn't matter. Let's have a listen to Romy. Romy as she explains why she is grounded.
3: Make a vodka sauce pasta with me because I'm grounded. Because I tried to charter a helicopter from New York to Maryland on my dad's credit card because I wanted to have dinner with my cat friend. Okay, let's get started. I don't know the difference between a garlic or an onion and I just ha- I just have Google images of onions on my phone. And I just, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Also, I thought I would do this since I'm already grounded because my parents' biggest rule is like, I'm not allowed to have any um, public social media accounts. Here's why. <laughs> it's because they, they don't want me to be a nepotism kid, but TikTok's not going to make me famous, so it doesn't really matter. Is this an onion? Because I feel like this doesn't look like an onion. this looks like the dinner working, so. You're and right, this, yes, we're on, and this is Ari, um, my babysitter's boyfriend, because right. my parents are never home, so I, these are my replacement parents. I almost put the house down. Uh, what do you think about the helicopter fiasco?
2: Oh, I like fiasco, because it's like a feminine form of fiasco. Oh, like it's Western women's history month, so. Fiasca.
3: Okay, well, now I'm just waiting for um, Ari to come back with my ingredients, and I will see you in part two where I actually make the
0: pasta. We have so many favourite bits from this.
2: Unbelievable. Just the the consistency and quality. It is wall-to-wall gold.
0: Yeah, and the internet, love it. And it could have gone either way. If it had fallen on a bad day, but it fell on a day where the internet had had two coffees, had its stimulants, probably had sex the night before, and was feeling cute in its outfit. And then this video dropped and the internet went, "Yeah." We love you.
2: But I think it really stands the test test of time, (laughs) time being six days. But I've kept looking at it and for me it keeps getting better. There's more parts about it and I would go so far as to say her grandfather produced a true breakthrough cinematic classic. I think she's produced one of the early classics of the TikTok form. Whoa. I think we will look back on this as being like wall to wall. Every part of this was so compelling and well executed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me read some of the internet's responses to this cinematic masterpiece. And honestly, some people called it that. Okay. Just this, this is from Savannah. This TikTok of Sofia Coppola's daughter, this, it just means so much to me. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The next one. I will not stream a single Phoenix song until Thomas Mars and Sofia Coppola allow their daughter to take a helicopter to have dinner with her camp friends. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Zach Hetzel. If that video of Sofia Coppola's daughter is satire, it's brilliant. If it's entirely unironic, it's even more brilliant. Either way, that girl has the gift.
2: She really does.
0: (laughs) This was my favourite one. This is from Annie Wu. If Sophia Coppola's daughter has a million fans, then I'm one of them. If Sophia Coppola's daughter has one fan, then I am that one. If Sophia Coppola's daughter has no fans, that means I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> but then everyone agrees, and this was your favourite moment, the scene stealer was the babysitter's boyfriend.
2: I'm not going to say it's my favourite moment. It was, just that, it was just that it was so good up until then and then she brings in someone else and typically you would think this might be where it falls down because she's got a random in there. But as a professional screenwriter, if I was asked to come up with a line for him to say, I think I could sit for a 100 years brainstorming options, and the line that he went, oh, I like Fiasco. It's the feminine version of Fiasco. It's just next level. It is in, it's genius. It's stunning.
0: It has real Tobias Fienke from Arrested oh, Development vibes. Yeah.
2: My purse overfloweth as do my high spirits, so a shopping we must go. Don't you think?
0: Oh, God. Anyway, we're still waiting to hear. So her socials were taken down. Mm. I fear that we have not had a follow-up.
2: Which I understand. I suppose that's predictable. Maybe I feel like the parents might want to, you know, set the example of we're going to sort out our problems in private. (laughs) But I do feel like the global audience of Romy fans... Mm. We do deserve some sort of follow-up. I mean, I'm waiting for it. And even if it takes years, and I am I know she'll give us a follow-up eventually. I hope sorry. And I'm prepared to If it takes the better part of a decade, I'll, I'll wait for it. And I'll the sting
0: for, for her mother, if it was to come up, who of the last 10 years in that family has had the biggest on-screen hit.
2: Oh, 100%. It's her daughter. I mean, the beguiled was okay, sort of, <laughs> but... But um, but yeah. nothing nah. on Romy. Romy gave us more in ninety C. Se- <laughs> Less. <laughs> it was just, nothing. and also, but weirdly, I find. Even though she's taking brilliantly executed digs at her parents, I still kind of respect the parent. Well, just the fact that they've clearly raised such a smart, engaging, entertaining, weirdly sort of self-aware but not kid. Like I, I, I still say hats off. Yeah, hats off.
0: Yeah, and she should be allowed to go see her camp friend, who I still maintain is a gay man. You think well, it's we just actual... this?
2: I think she met a friend at summer camp. Oh and that, and that that's I who think. she wants to go see. So it's been a long time since summer in America mm-hmm. and so that's who she wants to charter a helicopter It just feels like
0: a really camp thing to demand that your friend it come does. in a helicopter.
2: I think your interpretation is better and, and it's a <laughs> superior narrative I, I and I want to believe okay. it but I just think it's more likely. Wow. We salute you, Romy.
0: We hope that she's okay. Before you go f1s this weekend you're pumped who are you liking who you think's gonna take it out like (laughs) if you had to pick top three like what are you feeling
2: (laughs) i'm feeling um
0: can you name one f1 driver schumacher oh god that man's been in a coma for like no i mean current yeah oh no actually his son mick schumacher did drive for Haas last year, but got dumped. See? So there is a Schumacher currently okay. back in Formula Two.
2: Yeah. But that's not who you meant. No, there's the hot one. <laughs> and there's, is it, who is it? Nadal? No, tennis. Okay, that's
0: a tennis player. <laughs> wow, he's a good guy at sports. Way to live up to the gay stereotype, share boy. Come on. You must be able to name yeah. one. Yeah. Ricardo. Does not drive oh, anymore. Fuck. He is the reserve driver for the Red Bull racing team. Come on, you can do it. You can name one. Dated a pussy doll. In, oh. Yep. Drives for Mercedes. No. Nah. Nine times. Check- you did a
2: Celebrity Grand Prix I once. Did. Yeah. We were the
0: last one to ever go through because we rode off so many cars. They couldn't get a major sponsor ever again. We lost nine.
2: Wow. Yeah. Not including yours though. You mm, didn't ride No, it I got did taken you? out by you got a taken supermodel. Out, you- oh, okay.
0: Jessica Gomes. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is who I'm referring to. Dated a linger.
2: I really thought he was in One Direction.
0: Wow. Hi, Gay. Okay. There's
2: definitely a Lewis in One Direction. Yeah, but Lewis Hamilton There's is... also Lewis the vampire, in interview with the vampire. There's a lot of Lewis's.
0: Very different. Okay. Very different. Mm. Uh, so I'm feeling like I would love to see uh, Fernando Alonso up on the podium. He is basically our age, oldest driver on the field, making a huge comeback. We love him. But Ferrari are really struggling this season, Michael, I have to say. They are not doing well. They mm. are not being up in the top. They normally are. So normally the top teams are like Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. Mm. Uh, McLaren are usually up there too. There is an Australian boy uh, driving Piestri, who I'm not a fan of. Dad and I don't like him. We think he's a little bit of a weak, weak dough boy. Um, mm. We think he's got things to prove. But we don't like Lance Stroll either, but he's driving better. Max Verstappen, we are expecting to take out this weekend unless something happens. Mm. Um, and also, his co driver, driver number two for Red Bull, uh, Sergio Perez, is driving better. And Max Verstappen doesn't like to be beaten, okay? He's number one. He's the queen. Let me explain it to you Max Verstappen is the Beyonce of Red Bull. Is it Max oh, Verstappen? No, I'm not Max Kastorfan. That's
2: no, your no. former. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Max
0: Verstappen is. He is the prodigy. He is the number one at Red okay. Bull team racing, right? Every team has two drivers. He's the Beyonce. The Michelle is Sergio Perez. Michelle is outperforming Beyonce at the moment. Now, wow. how do you think Beyonce is taking that? Not well. Not well. Mm. And if the drivers are fighting, then this is trouble for the team. Okay. So, but Michelle, Sergio, does not want to give up her spot because oftentimes the team will say, Michelle, let Beyonce through. Where's Kelly? Oh, no, there's only two drivers. Oh, okay. Daniel Ricardo is Kelly in the scenario. Thank okay. you for bringing okay. up okay. Kelly. Okay.
2: See? I knew I could commentate because
0: Daniel Ricardo is more popular than Sergio Perez, but and so he he would be the Kelly, but Sergio Perez is the workhorse, the okay, talent. You know, okay. Michelle can do all those vocal runs with all the gospel training she's had. Okay. She steps in.
2: So it's not really a weak link in Destiny's Child, though. I mean, mm-hmm. no, no, charisma-wise maybe, but not vocally, is there?
0: No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, absolutely not. So there you have it.
2: So you have Red Bull
0: described as a Destiny's Child analogy. Yeah. But I'm expecting Beyonce slash Max Verstappen Mm. to take it out this weekend.
2: Do they have a halftime show? No. A
0: national anthem? They do have sideshows going on with, like, you know, good bands and DJs and stuff.
2: I will not be participating. Do you know weirdly reveal? I used to work at the Grand Prix as a waiter. I worked in the British American racing, um, like, corporate area. But this was so long ago. It was so long ago. You're referencing Michael Schumacher. Yes, and also like they were playing video clips in the place where I was working and the number one video clip at the time was um, Love Don't Cost a Thing by Jennifer Lopez and I was attracted to her. So that was that long ago that I still had strong, straight feelings (laughs) and so long ago that because it was a cigarette brand, everyone was allowed to smoke and we got paid a little bit extra because it was clogged with smoke, the whole area. And I served Megan Gale. Wow. Mm.
0: Well, one of the things Jeff Kennett did that I approve of Stole the GP from Adelaide. Oh. Made it a glamorous event in Melbourne.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, it's...
0: I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm doing a pit walk with Elio on Friday. I don't know how that's going to go, but he's going to get up close and personal. He's
2: very noise sensitive.
0: Yeah, but he wears big headphones.
2: Ah. You know what? They they gave the his earphones even back in the Mm. like 2000. Mm. It's full on. I'm
0: excited. We're also going to see the Super Mario
2: movie together as well. Oh. I'm going to see Obama tonight. A bit different. We're in different worlds at the moment,
1: aren't we? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Good luck to you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Goodbye.
1: This is Insulation.
0: All right, gang, that's it. That's all we have time for. I'm just trying not to peek too early for the Grand Prix, but I think that ship may have sailed. (laughs) I will be reporting to you all. Maybe I should just start a channel. On my Instagram now, I can have these little niche channels where you can choose to get unhinged voice memos from me. And I think perhaps what I'll do is I'll start a Grand Prix channel so that those of you who want to hear my unnecessary commentary and probably my dad's, you can opt in and you listen and I won't clog up the Instagram feed. I'm really excited. F1 is something my dad and I have always bonded over. It's one of my specialty topics. I'm obsessed with the drama. It's just like the Real Housewives. It's like the Drag Race, except with European. Car drivers. Truly the drama, the drama. And I'm going to be on the lookout for Jerry Halliwell because she is married to Christian Horner, who's the principal of uh, Rebel Racing. And sometimes Jerry pops into the races. So, okay, that's all from me. Please make sure you check out our Instagram at M-Solation Podcast. We make great videos, we make great content for you to check out each week, and also sign up. Sign up to be a pen pal. Our newsletter's super cool. It has lots of interesting links in it. Ben does a great job on that. You know, any other way. You can shout the team of coffee. If you, you can become a patron. Coffee is easier because that's not a, a monthly commitment. But we do appreciate all our patrons. Sh- big shout out to all our hectic emulators. Also, you are top notch. All right, that's it, gang. I'm off. Have a great weekend. Have a great week ahead. And we will chat soon. Bye.
1: M with M Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios hosted by M Rossiano with Michael Lucas and sometimes her eldest daughter, Marcella. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. produced by M Rossiano edited by Ezekiel Finn with videos by James Henderson socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow with assistance from Jem Evans plus cameos from M's dad, Vincey. Get the full Emslation experience by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other emsulators at the Emslation group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you really want to help us out, you could become a patron of Emsolation. Share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by actually hitting the follow button. As always, thanks for listening and we're excited to chat with you again soon.
3: How dare you? I don't do fruit. I don't do vegetables.